welcome to 1923 Main Street. Home of the daddy-daughter Disney travel podcast. We're your hosts. I am Mike Bellabratic. And I'm Amelia Bellabratic. And today, we're going to be discussing how Disney Genie Plus will affect your next Disney vacation. Yep. It's been the talk of the Disney community, of course, because it just launched not too long ago. And we, we've talked about it actually a couple of times on recent episodes, but now it's live and in the parks. I was proven right. That it was going to go live? Yes. No. We'll discuss how I was right and you were wrong in a couple minutes. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, today we're discussing, all right, Disney Genie is here. Are we better off? No. Or are we worse off? We're worse off. Well, let's see if I agree or disagree with you. So, let's start first of all about why you think it's worse off than it was. So, first of all, we are comparing this to Pandemic Disney. Oh. Or are you comparing it to Fast Pass? I'm Disney? comparing it to Fast Pass. All right, that's fair. Let's compare it to pre-pandemic Disney where we had the Fast Pass Plus system of pre-booking Fast Passes. Why do you think Disney Genie is worse than the old system, which was just Fast Passes and none of the Genie stuff? Well, Michael, I think that because I, it's just because you have less planning in advance. And for me, that's a really big thing because here more things are up in the air. And I know that some people like that because, again, I know that Disney got complaints about Fast Passes. But for me personally, I like to know what's happening and not knowing where you're going to go. Like, I know it does up to the moment updates, but it's still very frequently changing. It can be very stressful for some people. And also, yes, you might have the ability to get on more rides, but some days you might not because all of the good ones are going to be booked out. And then also you it costs money and FastPass did not. Okay, so wait, there's a lot to unpack <laughs> in everything you just said. It's good. So my first comment back to you is you don't have to use it. So Yeah, but I can't get a fast pass without it, can I? No, you cannot. So but therefore I'm right. No, no one's forcing you to mm -hmm. use so there's three components. Let's just refresh in case people have been hiding under rocks and aren't aware of this. I'm assuming our listeners are, but just for the sake of discussion, there's the Disney Genie, which is the planning, the suggestions it makes. It it's a much more live and in the moment picture of what's going on in the park. And if you've input any information specifically related to you, then there is Genie Plus, which is the pay $15 per person per day and get all the fast passes you want, but only booking one at a time. And then you can book the next one and you can park up. And then three is you the... You can't call them fast passes, though. Well, they don't. They call them lightning lane. So all the lightning lane entries you want. And then three, of course, is the two... There are two rides per park, which are separate from that. And you pay, you know, it's 15 bucks for Rise of the Resistance. It may change at busier yeah. times. It's $7 for some other ones, but there's two per park. So You're just explaining my problem here. But so you are thinking it's worse because you would have preferred to book 60 days out... Yes. And have them all done for free. Yes, exactly. Okay, I can see how that's fair. But remember, as we've talked a lot, they are trying to do a couple of things here. Make more money. <laughs> make more money. <laughs> Which means I make less money. So I was thinking a long time ago we were discussing when Disneyland canceled annual passes and they were going to bring them back and I said it was going to be a pay-for-play annual pass. And 
almost that's what they've done. So the point is, Disney is trying to make more revenue per customer. Yeah, but right? who wants that? Because then that means that per customer, per capita, keeps losing money. No, they want that. And it's doing the, it's going to do the opposite. It's going to ensure that for the things that are perks, such as Lightning Lane or FastPass, they're generating revenue, right? That's what pay for play is. Yeah. And but... you're, you're leading me into my next point, but I don't okay, want to go there go yet. On. So do you like the Disney Genie portion, which is the sort of planning, cool, what's going on in the park, suggestions? Um, I mean, I think it's a good idea. I just, I think that for the more experienced travelers, it's less functional than it could be for newer travelers. I just, I don't think I would personally use it, but I know you would. Okay, so... That is a next topic I have. So maybe the way we'll do this episode is to do this all at once. So we're going to look at all three of these. Disney Genie, Genie Plus, and the Pay for Play Two Rides Per Park for new Disney travelers, for experienced Disney travelers, and for annual pass holders. Because there's been a lot of commentary coming out since it launched for annual pass holders. Yeah. Okay, let's who, get into who that. Who don't like it. So I agree with all so of it. So for newbies, what do you think of the three levels, do you, one, two, or three? You can say yes or no to different ones. If you're uh, a new Disney traveler, what do you think? I don't know. I think if you're a new Disney traveler, what the, a lot of them want to do is they want to experience everything on their one trip. And I think if it is like the one trip that you've been saving up for years, I would say splurge a bit because if you don't know when you're going to come back, it's definitely a good idea to do it. And I could see how Disney Genie might be helpful for that. So for the new Disney traveler, I could I could definitely see and support going on all three levels. Yeah, I agree 100%. If you are listening and you're new to Disney travel, and even if you've only, you know, there are a lot of people who go every five years or something. So for them, it's pretty new every time. And for anyone like that, I definitely agree that Disney Genie, the planning one, Genie Plus, and even the pay-for-play ride one are all good investments. You know, it's the same thing I say a lot. You're spending X thousands of dollars on a trip, a few hundred more to do what you want, especially if you don't go frequently, is value for me. You didn't have that option before. For example, Rise of the Resistance. You had, oh, the stress of getting up. I'm only in that park for two days. Am I going to make yeah. it? Now you can almost guarantee you're going to do it. Okay, see, that that is the one good thing about Disney Genie. But had they taken off the virtual queue, then you wouldn't have to do that. Well, the virtual queue was the problem, and it's still there yeah, for Ratatouille. But the virtual queue is the problem, not the lack of fast pass. So it's still better than, because the virtual, you can still go and line up. And here's another point I want to make. Well, we're, we're <laughs> I don't know what if any of what I just said made sense, it, but it, it made sense in my head. It did, but they did get rid of the virtual queue. So now you can still get on the ride by lining up. Yeah, so exactly. For newbies, we agree it is a good thing, I think. We both agree. Here's yeah. my suggestion. If you're listening and you're a new traveler, just be sure you download the app, connect everyone up in your party, and take before you go. Before you go, yeah. and take some time. You can't see everything unless you're in the park, right? If you're not in the park, it sort of spins and it says the message of preparing the magic or whatever it is. I can't remember exactly, but it'll just spin unless you're actually there, <laughs> which makes sense, right? Very it doesn't know Disney. It doesn't know which park you're in or even any plan, so it's they they have to come up with a better thing that says, you know. Yeah, Please. or where you can input your location. 
Yeah, because if you have no plans yet, for example, we have a trip coming up for now that we've done our last one, the next one in March, we have reservations, but we haven't done park pass or anything yet. So it's just spinning, right? It doesn't know what we're doing. So for newbies, but the thing is familiarize yourself with it so that you can input your plans. Think about what's important to you, the things you should do anyway, but now you're going to have a huge benefit. You won't be wandering around the parks. Now, you may want to do it that some days you do do your own thing. This is why I like Disney Genie. You can do your own thing. You can wander around the parks all you want, or you can use the app, or you can even do a combination of both. Or you can listen to the dictator friend in your group. Yeah, if you have one. If you're not a frequent traveler, you probably won't. Now, if you're an ex- Oh, that's not true. If you're an experienced Disney traveler, what do you think? No. Of any of the three levels? Well, I think you should use it. I just don't like it. <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense. So I'm asking you as an experienced Disney traveler, there's Disney Genie, Genie Plus, and then Pay for Play. I think it's ridiculous. I All think three the, of them? I think the pricing is outrageous, and you didn't used to have to pay for it. And if you go enough, honestly, I wouldn't do this every time because it is a little bit of a waste of money. And if you go enough, you can go on like this ride that time and then a different ride the next time. You don't have to get everything done. Well, I disagree with you 100%. (laughs) Shocker. I think if you're an experienced Disney traveler, it's super fun. It's so annoying. It's super fun. It's, you know, you go so much. I really like how it's a whole new way to see the park. And I like their suggestions and I like what they're showing. And it's, it's just sort of taking you down a different path and breaking you away from what you do. Because you got to admit, we got into a routine for the last, well, since you've been alive. Yes, I like that routine. Yeah, so this sort of... I don't want to break that routine. breaks you out of that routine. No. You know I'm a pay-for-play person. So I like the option to... I don't mind paying for fast passes and I don't mind pay-for-play. And I actually don't think they're outrageous prices. I think they're pretty good compared to when we go to Universal. Oh, Universal is also outrageous prices. Believe me, it's not just Disney. for three of us, for one day of Unlimited, it's $1,000 almost, right? So, you know, I don't think this is outrageous at all by comparison to other parks. You don't have to use it, of course. But I do think for experienced travelers, it's sort of fun. Even if you don't do the pay part, I think the genie part, the planning and, well, I mean, obviously the photos are good. Those those photo filters you get as a bonus when you do the okay, genie I, plus are cool. Is I will admit that's pay? the one thing. I don't know if it's enough to pay. Would but, be for me. But for me it is. So I And <laughs> lucky you come along for the ride. Yeah. See, you said no one was forcing you to do this. That's a lie. You are. No, you can go off on your own and we'll meet you at the end of the day and we'll we'll regale you with all the wonderful tales that Disney Genie took us through and you'll say, "Mm, well, I did the huge. Yeah, and I'll say I had a great time, haha. And we'll be talking about all the great fun we had thanks to Disney Genie. (laughs) But what great fun can Disney Genie provide you with? Well, it suggests things that you might not normally do based on your interest. Like what? Well, it's different every day. It depends on where the crowds are or where they're not. It might say, go meet Cinderella now or the line sign or dine here. We'll go, wow, we never dine at that quick service. Yes, that's because we don't like that quick service. Well, you never know, right? You never know. As you can see, Disney Genie goes against the very fiber of my being. Let's go to pass holders now, because this is some of the most contentious voices. Now, I agree. I'm actually breaking this down. There are two types of annual pass holders. And and I I meant to say at the beginning, this whole thing applies to Disneyland as well. 
Disneyland and Disney World, it's the same concept for everything we're talking about. So if you're a West yeah. Coast traveler or you're going to Disneyland, the same things apply for Disney Genie and Genie yeah. Plus. They're not just ruining the world, my friends. So I like them. I think they're actually a benefit. But for pass holders, there are locals who are annual pass holders. And then there are people like us who go, say, three weeks a year. And we're also annual pass holders. But we do our 21 days in three buckets. Whereas locals go, you know, 21 days or more locally. And they're different mindsets is what I'm getting at. I, yeah. So I think pass holders like us will probably take advantage of Disney Genie, Genie Plus, and pay for play more so than annual pass holders. Yeah. So Than the other kind of annual pass holders. But, because if, yeah, if they're only going for a day, it's not really as beneficial in a way, because you're not planning a whole week. And here's where I'm getting to when I, a long time ago I talked about when they were bringing back annual passes. The annual pass holders who are local, if you're listening, you're, you are the ones generally, maybe not you specifically, but as a general group for Disney, that is the lowest revenue. Because you go a lot, you don't tend, you don't stay in hotels, you don't do dining as much, you don't buy as many souvenirs. Mm, you still might buy stuff. Disney is they very do, persuasive in their... They do, but as a bucket, we know from Disney that this group is one they want to try to boost the revenue. So I guess what I'm getting at is... How are they exploiting them? I want to the, know. The, it's putting pressure on local annual pass holders to use Genie Plus or Pay for Play. Ooh. I think that's the theory here. So that's sort of what I, when I was talking about, they were going to make passes pay for play. They didn't directly, but they did indirectly by putting Genie Plus and pay for play rides into the mix. It puts pressure on locals to maybe spend a little bit more money sometimes. So why am I going down with this ship then? How are you going down with the ship? Because just because they want more revenue from them, I spend enough money anyways. Where's I want free pa fast passes. Well, I uh, unless your ride is down and you get what's being now what's now called a redemption pass. No, I think that they should say, "Hey, if you spend this much money on your vacation or higher, get free fast passes." Well, you know what? This is all brand That's new. That's what I want. This is all brand new. So I really do think that over the next year or two, they're going to adjust it. Things are going to change. They're going to give me exactly what I want. I wouldn't go that far necessarily, but they are going to adjust it, adapt it. They'll see how flows go and that sort of thing. But you did bring up a point that I should mention. Remember in the old days with the fast pass, if the, the old days that was like two years ago. <laughs> if the if a ride was down, you, you got would a, get, yeah you got a pass and it said you can go on any of these rides except not the good ones. It doesn't say that anymore. So let's say you had Rise of the Resistance. And it was down. And you, oh, that you, would suck. And it was down all day. You get a redemption pass redemption for pass. Rise of the Resistance only. Oh, what? Yeah, so it's not like it was. They call it a redemption pass. This is a disaster. Who can I complain to at Disney? Well, join the line of those who are, <laughs> but not me. I am not in that line. I actually still stand by. Yeah, because you have out, money. I, I, no, even the free thing. I really <laughs> think it's cool. I really like what they've done. It's fine. I'm just saying I don't like it because you're going to insist on using it. And 
I won't have any control. It's going to enhance. You will see as more and more time goes by how it's enhancing the experience of our Disney vacations. I really believe that it will. Now. It's fine for whoever's controlling it. But it's not all puppies and roses or whatever. Those this <laughs> was the puppies and roses? No, it, it's not. This, it's all yes, sunshine. Yes, and, sorry. All sunshine and rainbows, by yeah, the way. It's That's not sunshine same. and rainbows because there is still... There is something I don't like. It gets worse? The 7 a.m. Oh. 7 a.m. was already a sort of a hated time because of the virtual cues. But I must admit, even though I'm up, I don't like the fact that 7 a.m. is now becoming is going to become the most hated time for Disney guests of all ages. <laughs> you can just see in Disney Resort hotels everywhere... If you could look in, 7 a.m., all these bodies popping up and getting on their phones and... Ha, ha, I was right. Now, I'm happy to report that oh, the boy. early experiences are showing that everything is not booked all day immediately. However, it... It, it will be for us. No, no, it is for 9 a.m. people. So if you're staying on site at a Disney Resort hotel... And you do get up at 7 a.m. So far, it's early going. It's been looking good. You're getting what you want. You know, you can only book one at a time or or you can book both of the pay-for-play ones. You can only book one at a time for the Lightning Lane Genie Plus. But by 9 a.m., which is when the non-hotel guests or whenever the park opens can book, they are running into problems. So Poor they are local Floridians. Yeah, yeah. See, Poor local they Floridians. are getting the you know first available time is six twenty for Slinky Dog or something. This is like terrible. That. So it's just. It, but don't you think it's good to have perks for people who stay on site and pay all that extra money? So you were talking about that. This is one of the perks. Yeah. Okay. See, it's fine when you're paying for my vacation. It's not going to be so fine in about five years when I have to do that. Okay, so that's fair enough. And it, <laughs> and it's not for everybody and you don't have to do it. So that leads me to the final point I really wanted I to discuss I speak out for today. a demographic. You do. You are. But here's the final point that I wanted to bring up in this show. What is the best strategy for all of this? Whether or not you use it. It has never changed since the opening of Walt Disney World on October 1st, 1971, and Disneyland for that matter. Listen the, to me? No. <laughs> you think I was going to say listen to me? My no. ego is not that big. No, I think you were going to say listen to me. No. The number, what's the number one strategy if I would, if you asked me, what do I tell anyone who asked me what's the number one tip for Walt Disney World, what would I say? Don't wait in lines all day? No. Get to the parks when they open. Oh, we don't do that. We don't always do that. We do it a lot. Oh, but, yeah, we But do. we're going to have to start doing it again. No. Because of this. It's too and early. here's why. Whether or not you are paying for Fast Pass, or sorry, Lightning Lane, yeah, or any of that stuff. You can't say Fast Pass anymore. As long as you get to any park when it first opens, with the exception of virtual queues, you will get on two rides that at least that you really want to get on. Whether it's Rise of the Resistance or Seven Dwarfs Mine you Train or Flight of Passage, I don't care. If you get there as soon as you can, if it's extra magic for guests on site, whatever the yeah. earliest time you can get there is, or when the park first opens, you will get on rides without paying anything. Okay. Well, also, does Disney Genie work before... The hours of traditional parks. Like, does it work during Extra Magic? It works at 7 a.m. 
There is no time before 7 a.m. There okay. are, so yes, right? Because what that's probably why. But can you get passes for extra magic hours? Uh, I don't know that answer to that. I haven't looked at that yet. These it, are the questions that but plague I us would, that night. But why would you want to pass? For, if you're getting there at 7.30, let, let's say, or 8.30, let's say the Magic Kingdom opens at 9 and you're allowed to get in a half an hour before non-hotel guests. And this is a reason, if you're a non-hotel guest, these are the reasons why. Yeah. It's true. Stay on site and you're going to get that perk. But the point is, if you are getting there when it opens, you don't. Who cares? You don't want to burn a fast pass or a lightning lane. I keep calling it fast pass. I'm probably not the only one. You don't want to burn a lightning lane in that first hour, at all, right? So you want to do it later. But I thought you have an unlimited number of lightning lanes. But you can you can only do the as soon as you check in for your first one. Then so here's what's going to happen. Then you can book the next one. So you check in and now you're in line and you're frantically. As you're going through a lightning lane, trying to book the next one before you get on the ride, right? So it has it has put in a little bit more stress. But my point is, you don't need to rush to book them early if you get there when it opens. Yeah, actually, that's true. I mean, it's not like you're going to walk right on. But most times, if you get there right when it opens, lines won't be longer than 20 minutes. So whether you are a newbie, an experienced traveler or a pass holder local, or from afar... We should all campaign for Disney to drop the genie. Get there when the park's open, and you won't have to worry about paying for anything. Because yeah, you'll be able to true. You'll be able to do the things you most want to do, with the exception yeah. of Virtual Queue, which right now is only one ride. Yeah, But for people who don't want to use the genie, as mostly sane people, yeah, getting there early is a good tip. And also staying until closing because that's when a lot of people start to disperse or during enchantment during the fireworks is also another good time for rides so so overall that's why i will sum up saying i actually think all of these things are a good thing i know if you hate paying for anything you're not gonna like it yeah there's nothing we can do about that but you're paying at every other park you go to, a major park. So I know. It's like the Disney entire world is a money grab right now. They, they waited as long. Well, it is in a way because post-COVID, there's also a whole like dining out, as we know. Yeah. Prices have gone up everywhere because companies are trying to make up everything they lost during the various states of closure. So Yeah. Well, also, to be fair, I know I have been complaining a lot, but... And to Disney's credit, it's not just them. Universal and SeaWorld and tons of other theme parks and things like that are definitely upcharging as well. So in comparison to those, it's really not that bad. Yeah, I'm just used to Disney's having to pay nothing. Well, I'm not. And one thing we now know as well that I like is that you don't have to do it for everyone in the family. You don't have to do it every day. Yeah, that's good. So, you know, if you're doing the $15 a day one, you can just do it for one person or two. It's not like sometimes in the old days, it had to be everybody. It's not like that. So it's pretty good. It, It does have some flexibility, even though it's paid. So all in all, we hope that answered some of your questions. I really do think it's worth it. Give it a try no matter what kind of traveler you are. Have some fun with it because there's a lot of cool stuff in there. And I can only imagine they're going to do more. It's a real insider look at the park because it's calculating for you where to go, what to do without you having to sift through all extra stuff. And you won't need any of these third-party apps anymore because this blows them all away from what I've seen so far, right? There's just no comparison. Obviously, they know their parks best. so And it's definitely good for newer travelers as well. Yeah. So get to know it, get the time to learn it, and let us know what you think if you've used it outside of the pay part. I want to try to break away from, I don't like it because it's paid. 
So regardless of the pay issue, do you think it functions well and is enhancing your stay? I really do think it enhances the stay. Yeah, I think it's definitely helpful even to experienced travelers. Without the pay option, I think it's a good idea. I just personally like to be a control freak, and that's really going to derail my plans. So we're going to try to convert you and make you realize and at some point in the future admit, you know what? Kind of like this, Jeannie, because I've done admissions on the show for things I didn't think were going to be uh, things I would like, and yeah. Disney proved me wrong. So. Well, it's definitely better than what most other theme parks have come up with. I'll give it that. Yeah, it is pretty cool and innovative, and that's what I love about yeah. Disney tech and their marketing. So, all right, everyone, let us know what you think, as you always do on social media this week, as we tweet and post about this on 1923 Main Street on every channel. And we will see you again next week. Thanks for joining us and have a magical day. Bye-bye.